Welcome back to the Forex Beginner Podcast. It's your boy Calvin, the new trader, checking in for another Grand Slamming episode. Today, it is with deep sadness and a heart full of emotion right now um, that I inform you guys that Usman, trading LP, um, he's a trader that I interviewed on this podcast. He was actually one of the first traders that I reached out to when I made the decision to start interviewing other traders that I admired um, online and through reading books or purchasing courses, etc. Um, Usman is somebody that I stumbled upon through his FTMO interview. He was funded with FTMO. I think he made about $30,000. And he was the first person that I seen live out the plan that I had for my funded accounts, which was basically get a funded account, get it in profit one to three percent, get the payout, do it again. And I saw him doing the exact same thing that was my plan. And I really admired him. And so I reached out to him. We talked a little bit and I said, hey, man, I'm going to start interviewing people on my podcast. I would love to have you on. And he was the first person to say yes. And he was so nice. He really had a heart to help people. And he passed away. He was a great person. And today, we're going to honor him by replaying his full interview that we did together a few months ago. Um, his story is so motivating. His story is so encouraging. Um, it was a great interview. It was a great interview, and it was motivating. And that's why I do these interviews, to motivate us. And he was just that type of person. He had a heart to help people. He had a heart to share what he had done and give other people the hope that they can do something similar if they just put their mind to it. And uh, so today we're going to honor him. It is a sad moment because you never think when you're on the journey to success, you never think about these type of things. You know what I mean? Um, when you're meeting people, you're connecting with people that view life the way you view it and they want to better themselves and they want to help people and they want to provide for their families and they want to, you know, do it at a massive level. You never think about death, you know what I mean? But it's real. It's really, really real guys. And so my message to everyone listening today is Understand that trading is important. Being able to provide for your family and have freedom, all of that stuff is important, but it's temporal. It's temporary. And no matter how much money you make on earth, you can't take it with you when you leave. So the things that are more important are family, quality time, having a quality life, loving on others, being a blessing to others impacting each other for the better and memories and moments to ch to cherish and to share with the people that you love the people that you care about the people that mean most to you that's what it's really about so on this pursuit and trading on your pursuit to financial freedom and wealth remember every single day that you never know when your time is going to come so make sure 
that the things that you are investing your time and energy into, make sure that it really matters because we never know when. And uh, Uzman, thank you. Thank you for sharing your journey. Thank you for sharing the realness of what it's like to learn this skill because it's not easy. In this interview, you really told it all. <laughs> and I appreciate you, man. Um, my prayers are out to your wife. My prayers are out to your parents and your family, uh, your nephew who I connected with on Instagram. My prayer is out to you guys, well, to your family. And just thank you. Thank you for what you've done in this industry. Thank you for the impact that you've had. Thank you for your consistency. And here on the Forex Beginner Podcast, your legacy will forever live on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Calvin, a new trader. And this is my interview with Trading LP, a.k.a. Uzman. Enjoy. You're listening to the Forex Beginner Podcast with Calvin, the new trader. On this podcast, you'll get daily motivation, encouragement, and Forex trading tips as Calvin, the new trader, shares his journey with you. What if you, yeah, I'm talking to you, what if you were able to quit your job right now? I'm talking about right now, this second. And within the next 12 months, the next year, you were able to get funded with multiple prop firms totaling in a million dollars in total funding. And you were able to make over six figures within 12 months of you actually quitting your job. How would that make you feel? How would that benefit your family? How would that benefit the people you love most? And how would you give back to others? Well, today, my guest not only quit his job, but within the next 12 months, made over six figures trading with multiple prop firms, totaling in over a million dollars in funding, ladies and gentlemen. I am totally thankful for this trader for sharing his journey with the world. And today, he's going to share it with us. So sit back, buckle up your seatbelts, because my interview with Usman, the founder and CEO of Trading LP, starts now. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. Usman, what's up, bro? It's a pleasure to have you here on the Forex Beginner Podcast. We are so excited to have you, brother. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me on. How are you? I'm excited, bro. This episode is going to be so fire, man. So let me know, brother, what was it about life? that made you feel like there was more that you wanted to obtain? What about life made you feel like, man, this is not enough for me. I want more. I want financial independence. I want financial freedom. What was it for you, brother, that had you searching for something better? All right, so let me give you a little bit of backstory. I think, with tr especially for traders, I think there has to be a really strong why for why you want to do this because it's kind of like a crazy career path to go down, right? It's a... Um, there's a lot of, it's really hard, right? So there has to be a certain reason why you want to do it. And you asked me for my reason, and my reason was this. Um, like I went through, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't really into like school or getting good grades. I didn't want to go to university. You know, I, at one point I got really good grades in high school and stuff, but I just didn't like the whole educational system. So um, the first thing that happened once I got out of, got out of high school, you know, um, well, the first thing that happened was I got, uh, I just got some random jobs and then I started working at our a family business. So my, my brother owned 
a used car dealership, right? And uh, that was kind of like the family business. It was like, you know, uh, my parents gave me a little, gave me a little bit of money to invest into it. And then I started working there. Now, here's the problem with, with that, right? When you own a business, you, uh, you, you're everything. Like you have to run everything. So I was working there Monday to Saturday. When you run a business, you have to be passionate about what you do. And my brother was very passionate about what he did. He worked at Honda for a long time. He became, uh, you know, a manager for the dealership. And then he started his own dealership. This was his passion. This was his dream. It wasn't my dream, right? I just ended up being there because I didn't, I didn't create my own dreams or I didn't follow my own, you know, passion. So when you don't do that, you end up following somebody else's, right? You get hired by somebody else to do their job. So I kind of got stuck in that situation. And it was like a Monday to Saturday I mean, I don't want to say something bad, bad about it. I learned a lot about sales. I learned a lot about life. And I appreciate, um, you know, that opportunity. But it wasn't for me, right? I was working Monday to Saturday, 9 to 9, sometimes 9 to 8. I was washing cars. I was selling cars. I was delivering cars. And I hated every single minute of it, right? And I was at this point, I mean, I'll be, this is the first time I'll say it. I, I, I think I went into like legit depression. Like I had to go see a doctor. I was, I thought I was depressed. Like I was depressed. I didn't, I just didn't know that. You know, it just, my life wasn't where it, it, it should have been. So what I did was eventually after working there for six years, um, I upgraded my skills and I, I thought the way out would be a job. Like I dreamed of having a good job. Like, you know, I looked up to people who had Saturdays off because I never had a Saturday off. You know what I mean? So I thought maybe if I got a good job, you know, life would become really good. I could clock in and, you know, clock in at nine, clock out at five, you know, it'll be a good life. So I went, I got some Google Google certificates. I upgraded my skills, da, 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 da. I went, you know, I was good at sales. So I went and applied to a bunch of companies. I got a really good job at a Fortune 500 company. And um, at that point, for the first six months, it was great, man. I was working a corporate job. I, I thought my dreams had come true. And then I slowly realized um, this sucks even worse. <laughs> Like this is even worse than owning your own business. At least when you own your own business, you know, you have some uh, stake in it, right? You have some say at the job. I felt like a complete slave and, you know, I'm not knocking anybody who works a job, but that was really not for me. Like that's when I really realized I have to escape this. Shit. I need some financial independence. I need some uh, like time freedom because the job was even worse. It was like being a slave. Like I'd be two minutes late to work and my boss would be like, you know, why are you late? And I, it would just drive me crazy. So Again, back to my depression, I went back to being like just really down lonely and just I was like, this this sucks, man. There's got to be something else that I can do, right? It's not running this business, family business. It's, I'm never working a job again. And so I started doing like, you know, some drop shipping and some other stuff and some online work. And I came across um, crypto trading, uh, uh, like Bitcoin and stuff like that. And, and that's kind of how my journey sort of started. But once I kind of got a glimpse of what was possible, um, I knew this one crypto trader very well and I knew how much money he was making and how uh, and he used to live in Canada as well. And he moved out of Canada. He made a bunch of money. And so when I saw two or three people where I knew it wasn't fake, I knew they weren't just selling courses or something. When I saw that, I was like, this is it for me It's do or die. I didn't leave myself a choice at that point. I, it was it was either going to happen or I don't know what was going to happen. That that was that was kind of how I got into this, man. Talk about the feeling of working the family business, and but still feeling like, man, this ain't enough. When others, you know, you may have other family members. You may have a cousin 
that may be working the same business who's grateful, who's excited, right? And then talk about the feeling of getting that corporate job now, a job that many applicants, I'm sure, applied for, but you were the one that got the position. How does it feel now to work for this corporate job, this corporate empire, and you still feel like, man, this ain't enough. Talk about that, bro. Come on. Man, I'll tell you how it was. I knew about the family business. was It wasn't it. Uh, with the job, it was it was all right. You know, COVID hit. We got sent home, right, when the COVID happened. So it was all right. I would be able to wake up out of my bed, hop from one room to the other room in my, you know, shorts or whatever. And I'd just be working a job, you know, answering calls, trading half of the time. But it was, uh, I think it was that one time where... Um, I think it was, uh, man, it was that, that feeling of not, and I said it in one of my previous videos, I always wanted to know what it would like, what it would feel like to go out on a Tuesday afternoon. Cause like my whole adult, adult career, I'd never been out on a Tuesday afternoon, bro. Like, so I mean, I, and then, then there was this one point where I think, um, I bought some like old Toyota Corolla, like 2010 Corolla or some shit, right? And I asked my boss, you know, can I go pick it up? I got, I got a car. I need to go pick it up. And he kept like pushing it forward for like three weeks. I'm like, yo, what kind of life is this? First of all, I'm buying an old car. I can't even go pick up the car because they won't give me time off to go pick it up. So at that, you know, that this was like when I was um, really into trading. Like I had been trading for like three, four months. I was not no making no money at all. I was losing money, but I knew at that moment, like this is this. I gotta do this. This has to happen. I don't care how long it's going to take. I don't care how many hours it's going to take. I don't care how many courses I have to buy. I'm going to make this work somehow. And I had like undeniable belief that I would do it. I don't know how or why. It was just something. I don't know, man. I think my why was really strong at that point. Like there was just no going back for me. Like this has to be a do or die situation for you. Like you have to want this really badly. There has to be something in you that has to keep pushing you because Unfortunately, uh, you know, it takes a lot of a lot of time to become profitable, right? I know people that are profitable after five years, six years. I've done podcasts with a bunch of people that are. It took them seven years. Um, I was fortunate enough to do it in maybe two years, but it, it it'll really like drag you in the dirt. Like, there's no way that you're gonna be able to make it, and that's why I was I say like people burn themselves out. Number one, uh, they burn themselves out emotionally. And then secondly, sometimes people burn them out financially. They'll keep throwing money in and then eventually they'll be like, I can't afford to do this thing anymore. So it's, it's really tough, man. I mean, you better have a really strong belief uh, in yourself, a real strong reason of why you want to do this because there's other things you can do. If you put all this time and effort that you're putting into Forex and you put it into something else like e-commerce or anything else, I'm sure you could achieve a lot of success in that as well. Well said, bro. Well said. Well said. So tell us, bro. This is the elephant in the room. Everybody want to know, brother. I want to know, man. A million in funding across multiple prop firms. Tell me, first of all, what made you get into trading for prop firms? How did you hear about it? If you remember and give us the blueprint. What's your blueprint? How do you approach prop firms? What is your strategy? What is your mindset when you are trading prop firms give it to us bro so let me break down my prop firm history and i think uh i think i can speak on this because i've been at this point i've been interviewed by two prop firms ftmo uh the funded trader program i've had over 100 uh, i've had over 1.2 million in funding i'm currently at 700,000, so i'm not at, at a million anymore i was at 1.2 um and yeah so how the how the prop firm thing came about was at the time that i was struggling with forex i mean i was like half profitable right i was like I was profitable, but I wasn't able to pull out money. And I'll and I'll give a little tip out here for people who are trading. 
if you're trading a small account, the chances of you getting anywhere with that is like close to none. If you're trading $500, even for me, I can't trade small accounts because all I do is over leverage. Anytime you over leverage, you're going to blow the account. You're not going to make money. My problem was I would guy in the end, I got good at trading, but I, my account size was not big enough. So I kept over leveraging. I would make money, give it back to the markets. And so I found out about, you know, prop firms. I found, you know, of course, FTMO. Um, this was like 20, early 2021, 2022, end of 2022. And I did, a, I think I did like two, three challenges and I failed them. And this was, this was about, this was almost, this was, there were, there came a month when I almost gave up on trading because I was just so burnt out emotionally and financially. And so, um, I didn't have any money, man. This was, I think, uh, this was January of 2021. I didn't have no money. I spent all my money on just depositing $500 for, I took a loan from like these like loan shops or whatever, you know, they're, you know, payday loans is what, what they're called. I took my last payday loan and I said to myself, this is when my trading changed forever. I said, I'm going to take this $500 loan. I'm going to buy an FTMO challenge and I'm going to follow all my rules. I'm not going to break no rules because I've been breaking my rules and I'm not getting anywhere, right? So let me try one month. Let's see if I can follow everything to the T. And if I can't do this, I'm giving up this month. That was the, like, I, I was going to do it. And I remember it was, I think it was January the 19th or 17th. I passed the phase one for the first time. Uh, and about a week later, I passed phase two. And on March 12th or something, I got my first payout for 2,800 bucks USD, which is like, you know, 3,000 something Canadian dollars, right? Which is more money than I, w I was making at my job at, at that time. So that first payout kind of changed everything for me because then that made me, you know, I don't, I don't have that phone anymore, but I bought an iPhone 12, which I, I just sold it actually the other day. And I used that phone for a long time and I, would, and I knew that that phone came from that money, right? I knew the money was real now. Once it was tangible and I got some money, a lot of, you know, a lot of traders, the, the problem they're making is they're never taking any money out. They'll check, they'll pass a challenge. They'll be up 4%. Five. That's why I always say, if you pass a challenge and you make it to one to 2%, take the refund, get your money back, put a little money in your pocket, make it feel real. And then, you know, you reinvest and do all those things. So once the money became real, uh, my dedication was back. My motivation was back. And I, there was, I was like, I have to do something. And I remember sitting at one point going, wouldn't it be crazy if, if FTM will interview me one day? I remember I, I would just think about that. Like, like it was a dream. You know what I mean? And then, so I took that $2,800 and I bought two more 100K challenges. And luckily I passed those, those as well. And by May of 2021, I had 400,000 with FTMO. Or 300, yeah, I had 300,000 with FTMO. Um, and, and so the, my first year of trading, uh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll mention this, I lost $30,000. A lot of money that was not even mine, credit cards, this, that. I, I owed a lot of money at this point. And so I got $300,000 in funding came Ju July, June, July, yeah, came July. And with a 200K account, I made $30,000 with FTMO. And um, I made $30,000 with FTMO and I, and I, and I made a, you know, I, I had some friends on, I didn't know any traders. I made some friends online while I was trading. Uh, one, of the, one, of, one of my friends was Ben, he lived in Bolivia, South America. And I got paid out by FTMO and I said, yo, I'm coming, I'm coming to, to see you. It was just like a, you know, I'm going to go chill with some of my trading money. And this is when the trading money became real. Like, I was like, damn, this is like really happening. Like, I can really do this. And so I'll give a little bit of story about this. So I came back from Bolivia 
Uh, and I was sitting actually at this point in July, I got I started getting into my forex funds, and I got max move, uh, max my forex funds, and I got 100k with, um, man, that the company that blew up. I for, how am I forgetting this name? Anyways, <laughs> I'm sure you know. Um, funding talent was that the one? Funding talent, man. Damn, I don't know how that's slipping in my head. <laughs> Uh, so funding talent. So I had I, at that point I had 300k with FTMO, 300 with my forex funds, and 100k with funding talent. I came back from Bolivia and my and I had an email. So the whole summer while I was working my job, I wasn't really working my job. I was just really trading and I was pretending to work. So I would I would I wouldn't even pick up calls. I wouldn't really reply to emails. I wasn't really doing anything. So when I came back from uh, this little vacation of mine, my boss called me in the morning on the Monday and he's like, we need to have a meeting. We figured out what you've been doing the last three months is very serious. Basically, they were going to like put the hammer down on me, right? And so I realized it was, I remember this clear, August 11th, it was a Monday, 2021. I had 15 minutes left to that meeting and I decided, you know what, I'm going to quit this job, man. And I'm just going to pursue trading full time. Uh, it was, uh, and I, and before the meeting, five minutes before the meeting, I sent in my um, resignation and my boss called me and he said, you, we're going to start this meeting. And I said, you should read your email, man. I was, I'm quitting. <laughs> and he was like, what? <laughs> so, and it was a anxiety filled day. I didn't know, uh, you know, there were so many things going through my head. I didn't know if trading could be a full-time career, but I think it's been over a year and a half now. And uh, I can't say like, I'm pretty blessed to be here, man. So that was kind of like my funding journey. Right after that happened, uh, at the day I quit my job, that uh, the following week, I blew all my accounts. It was just a bad two weeks of trading. It happens to everybody. Uh, and I've kind of switched up my trading strategy now, like my funding strategy now, but I blew the whole 700K. And then I got an email from FTMO saying they want to interview me. And uh, it was Peter from FTMO. And I said, look, I don't want to go on this interview because I just blew all my accounts. He said, look, you're a really good trader. You've been getting all these payouts. We still want to hear your story. So that's, that's when I went on. Uh, I don't know if you've seen, but that's when I went on to the FTMO interview. And uh, that following September, I said, look, I already quit my job. I have some money saved up. Um, let's do some more challenges. And uh, I got 400K that uh, September. I got 300K with my Forex funds. Uh, and I had another 300. Uh, um, uh, keep forgetting the name, dude. <laughs> uh, I had another 300K with them and then they went down. So I had that summer, I went back to, to having three, 400K uh, in funding. And yeah. Ever since then, fund, like funding accounts come and go. You know what I mean? Um, but we'll go more into that later. Wow, bro. Wow, wow, wow. First of all, I want to say this. Thank you for being transparent. And we are brothers, bro. We are brothers from another mother. I'm telling you, man. One thing that I am very transparent about is my Forex journey. And that's why I started the Forex Beginner podcast, because I wanted to document the journey. I wanted to be real. I wanted to be transparent. I wanted to be raw. And I just want people to understand what the journey is like. It's difficult. It's tough, but it's also super rewarding. And so I just want to commend you right now, bro, because you just share with us some things that a lot of people on the top probably would not share. And I noticed something here. There is a pattern in your life, bro. And I don't know if you know it, but I'm going to bring it to your attention right now. There is something about you, bro, that you just don't give up and you just don't quit. You lost the job. You lost everything, but you still bounce back. You got the payday loans. You did what you had to do, and you still bounce back. There is a consistent trait here of you facing a loss, 
but still pushing forward. Where did you get that from? Where did you get that grit from? Where did you get that, that ambition to know, hey, I may be facing a temporary setback right now, but this does not define me. I can still and I will still make it. Where in the world did you get that from, Usman? Don't save all the goods for yourself, bro. Let us know. Where did you get that from, bro? Uh, I, I think it was the... I think I was so scared of that old life that there was just no going back, man. I, um, I mean, I can't, I'm not going to talk about everything, but there was a really rough time during those times of, uh, you know, uh, like working every single day. Nine to nine, nine to eight, Monday to Saturday. Like that shit was depressing, bro. There was no life. I was literally depressed. That was, I would rather die than live. I mean, I'm not knocking it, but I mean, for me, it just wasn't suiting. It wasn't suiting me. Like I can't, some people can do it. Some people do it. Some people love it, right? I'm not knocking anybody who works a job. If you love your job, you know, all the power to you. I didn't like it. I hated it. I would rather have not be living that like, like you know what I mean living making three four thousand dollars a month cl clocking in at nine I think it was more about like I can't go back to this shit. and then I saw the potential of trading right like when you make thirty thousand dollars in one month it blew my mind like I made I remember that July one day the, in one day I made and I've shared this in my discord uh, uh, I made fourteen thousand four hundred dollars like that day was it was over I already quit my job that day I already knew in May, June, I was going to quit my job, but I was just trying to save money. I was trying to have enough money to quit my job. So, you know, I wouldn't have so much pressure on me. So if I did lose all these accounts, at least I had money to pay my bills, right? So at that, at, when I made 30,000, 14,000 in one day, and then I blew, blew that 700K, I mean, yes, that one week was really depressing. I was filled with anxiety. You know, I was like, I was like, what if I have to get a job again? And then I was like, yo, if I did it once, I can do this again. Like, let's just, let's give this another go. Let's give it another shot. Um, I know I'm good. I know I've done this before. I can do it again. Um, you know, clearly, you know, I refused that FTMO interview and uh, I got an email twice where they were like, you have to do this interview. We've been watching your performance. We've seen you get, get these payouts. You're a good trader. Do the interview. And I was like, all right, I'll do the interview. Uh and then the the September following September, the next two weeks, I took to, I took the next two weeks off and I came back in September and I passed every single challenge I did, 100K, 100K, 100K. And at that point, I knew like this is the, I mean, it's not like it gets easier. Trading is still hard. I'm having a really, I'm actually having a really tough time ever since I moved countries, adjusting to times and all. It's not like it just becomes... You know, people think it's just going to, like, once you break into profitability, it's some magic pill or something, right? It's still hard. It's just I knew at that time, like, I had, I was going to be able to do it. You know what I mean? I knew I was going to be able to do it, and I knew that there was no way that I was going back to that life, man. I just, that, that time freedom was just, it was, uh, it was really good. So, yeah. Wow, wow. So, share with us how you approach new challenges because of course i know you're always doing new challenges you're always checking out new prop firms like i am as well how do you approach new challenge accounts you just brought a new challenge account a new 100k account a new 200k account how do you approach it what's your approach to managing the trades how do you handle it if you don't mind sharing with us all right so um what i teach and what i used to do last year is different than what i do now all right uh, well, my approach last year was, and when I, and what I teach in my program, which I think everyone should follow, or at least you should follow is when you're doing phase one of okay. So phase one is different than phase two. Phase two is different than the live account. Every one of them has to be traded differently. 
a lot of people don't really understand the aspects of this and this is where they kind of trip up um, so phase one is basically a gamble because you're expected to make a hundred percent return on the money right you only have 10 percent to lose so you're expected to make basically a hundred percent if you have a 100k account you can only lose 10,000 and you're supposed to make 10,000 so that's already crazy at is at it like as it is right so the number one rule and the number one thing that I teach is like take the challenge you can afford to lose five times in a row and why that is is because you have you still have an emotional attachment to money right if you can't if all you have is five hundred dollars like I did which was stupid but if that's all you have when you take that challenge, it's going to be so much pressure on you. Like, how are you going to pass that challenge? You've, you've basically already lost at that point. If you're, that's number one. All right. So you got to take a challenge small. If you can afford a hundred dollars, take like you know, if you can like if you have five hundred dollars, take the challenge. Take the hundred dollar challenge, hundred fifty dollar challenge. That will reduce your pressure. Number one, you're going to be a little bit more calm taking these trades. You're not going to be freaking out. Majority of the people can't even. Majority of people can't really even trade well. They don't even know enough and they're just throwing money at these challenges that's mistake number one right so you're basically at this point in a gambling stage or you should only be doing a challenge once you've be gone through your whole struggle your trading struggle you've like went through the whole depression phase you've gotten profitable you've done some withdrawals you know you you know your a plus setups you know what a good setup is you know what a good scale in is you've done 10 percent returns before like you should be at a comfortable stage with your trading uh, and then you go for the challenge, right? Do free retakes. Do the, what I suggest is like do the 5K challenge. It's like it's cheap. Keep doing it. You'll learn from it. Things like that, right? So my approach is if for phase one, minimum risk per trade should be one percent, uh, and then for the scaling, I typically go with a half percent, and I don't want to lose more than three percent in a week. So I'll risk up to one point five percent in a day. If I lose that one point five percent, I'm done. It doesn't matter how good the setup is. Because what's going on with the challenges, you're basically fighting this war inside your head. Because every time you go into drawdown, you start freaking out. Like, oh, shit. you know what I mean? And this is where people start losing it. And I realized this early on. And, and so this is, this is kind of what I started doing. This is like, and I started teaching this to some of my students as well. We have over 100 students, by the way, um, in the trading LP community. So, I mean, this is what we do, man. Um, Risk 1.5%, 1% initial risk, 0.5% for the scale-in. If you lose that 1.5%, you're done for the day. If you lose 3% for the week, you're done for the week. You got to let your brain reset. If you have lost 3%, you're already down 3%. You're going to go into the gambling mode and just blow it. And this is where people blow accounts, right? So if I, and I've, I've had this before. I've lost 3% in a week. I came back the next week. I lost 3% again. And then I came the following week and I uh, made all, I made like, 15% or something. I've been down to 92K and made it back to 110. And this was in April, actually. The my uh, After I got my first payout, I bought two challenges together, uh, two FTMO accounts, and they both went to 92K and I passed both of them. I made it to 110K. So, and it was just me doing, just following this strategy. I came back every week and then finally I did that. So, so phase one is, um, it's a gamble. You need to really know when to hammer some of the uh, the good setups. So you need to know what your in your strategy what an ideal really good setup looks like. You gotta wait all week for a really good setup, and you just gotta hammer the shit out of it. If it's a winner, you gotta scale in as much as you can. You're basically gambling at this point. You need to just hammer your winners. And uh, if it's a if if it's a losing trade, you know, slow down, slow your pace. But if you see that you're doing good and your setups are there, 
I mean, man, if you have to risk one and a half percent or, 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 you know, you got to get like you need to get aggressive and you may fail the challenge. And that's okay. That's like part of the game. You're going to fail these challenges. I still fail challenges. You know what I mean? Um, I have companies that reach out to me that want me to do reviews. um, And I, I don't do a review for any company unless I pass the challenge. That's one thing about me on my YouTube. If you go to my YouTube, I'm the only person that's doing reviews after passing challenges, not just doing random reviews. So, but every now and then I'll, I'll fail a challenge, right? So phase two, if you make it to phase two, this is where you have to get extra careful. This is where everybody stumbles. A lot of people, a lot of people that you are, that are listening right now, you guys know, this is where a lot of people F up, right? A lot of my own students reach out to me. So you have 60 days on phase two. If I ask you a question, uh, if you, if you're somebody who, who failed phase two, how many days did it take you to fail it? I bet you it wasn't 60 or 50 or 40 or 30 or 20. I bet you it was a week or less. Week. It was a week or less. I have people who message me in Discord. And I failed phase two. How long did it take you? Two days, three days, four days. You know what it is? It's excitement. People are so excited about passing that phase one that they think like after I pass this phase, it's just going to money's going to start, you know, raining in somehow, which is like it's far from the truth, man. So phase two, yeah. you got to really calm down at this point. You got to chill. Phase two, once you get that login credential, don't even take a trade. Just for like, just chill out. Put it, put them into your phone or whatever. If you trade off your desktop, you know what I mean? Put login and wait for the best setup. You have 60 days. Like, why would you want to blow it at this point? Right? So you have 60 days. Use the 60 days. Risk like maybe uh, 0.75% per trade. Use the 30, 40 days. Maybe buy another small challenge to play around with. Do and this is like a lot. And I asked, you know, Angelo and, and Nick, the, 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 the co-owners of the Funded Trader program, you know, how many people uh, fail phase two? And it was a lot. Like, a, it's, it's a lot of people that are failing phase two, right? Um, so that's kind of like my strategy that I go for. Like, I'll just go aggressive as hell on phase one. At this point, when I do challenges, I'm risking like 2% now. 2%. Sometimes if I, if I, ha I have something called the A-plus setup, which I have in my community, if I see one of those, I'll go ahead and risk the whole 3% and just knock it out. Um, but uh, when it comes to real live funding, I use a, a trade copier and I batch my accounts up now so that one time when I lost 700K, it was all in like one week, right? It was boom, gone. I don't do that anymore because it's too stressful. If you or any of you guys that are trading live accounts, you know... It's literally damn near impossible to keep them forever. I think I was one of the first four people. Well, that's what, that's what I was told. I was one of the first four people to keep an FTMO account for 11 months. Uh, and I've kept a, 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 my, a, my Forex funds account for about a year. Uh, both of those I eventually blew. I've scaled my FTMO account up to 25% extra. Um, I've, I've kept accounts for six months, eight months, but eventually, you know, they do go. And so what I do now with my, my funding is I'll batch them up into 200K batches or 300K batches. I was doing 300K batches. I lost a 300K batch. That's why I'm down. I was at 1 million and I'm down, down now. At this point, I'm like batching them into 200K. So I'll have a trade copier, which is copying 100K accounts, two of them. And then I'll, I'll trade one one week. And then if, if it goes in, if I make 3 4%, I'll take the payout. And I'll move to the next 200K. If that one blows up, it's okay because I have another another batch coming up. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm always like rotating them around. One of them is going to go. And it's so, so when one of them goes, I don't have to freak out or like, you know, like get that depressed feeling like, Shit, now I got to do this all over again. I just keep them go. I just keep rotating them. So if one batch blows up, I have another one going. But I'm not trying to like, if I could trade a million dollars together and make a bunch of money, right? 
But then I could also blow a million dollar, like a million in funding. I would rather trade less, but have consistent income coming in because this is what I do. Like I need, the, this is where I make my money. So I just take, if I get to 6%, I take the payout. If I get to 5% and I'm not really feeling that, I'm not feeling the markets that much this uh, that week or that month, I'll take the money. Um, and that's why I think I've been very good at keeping consistent payouts. I think I have over like 10, 11 payouts that I've shown on YouTube. I've shown over 100K in prop firm payouts in 2021. I have a video where I show all of my prop firm payouts from 2021. It was $108,000 from last year. That's just from prop firms alone. Man, you giving us some gems, bro. <laughs> Listen, y'all just got a piece of his course right here live on the podcast. So definitely give him some thumbs up and drop some comments for him below. Definitely, definitely, definitely on that. So I got a question. Something else about trading here is for you, when you were learning, for you to get to this point where you're knocking out these challenges, you're a million plus in funding, you're losing it, you're still getting it back. For you to get to this point, was it more for you about the strategy or was it more trade management or was it a specific mentor, a specific coach? What was it for you to get to this point where you're so confident and you're so consistent being able to produce these amazing results? So I always say this. I think if you're as a trader, you need to find a You need to find a strategy that matches your personality. All right. You need to find a strategy that matches your personality. Not everybody can be a swing trader. I can't hold trades for hours or like I can't I can't hold them for days. I just can't do that, right? I can't sleep at night. I can't have a trade running at night if it's not at break even. I literally will wake up and can't go back to sleep. So, you know what I mean? Everybody has their own different personality. So, with me, I think it was a combination of um really so what what I did was I just kept buying courses. And uh, I put in a lot of work, man. I used to wake up at four in the morning and uh, study these courses and charts till eight till I started work. And then after work, I would take like an hour off and I would study till like 10. So I was at one point in 2020, man, I was um, I was uh, I was on the computer all, all the time. Like this is all I thought about. It's all I dreamed about. It's all I looked at. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep without, you know, thinking about this or studying something. So I was always investing. Like I didn't care how much a course cost. If I, so I bought, I bought out like all the courses, man. I bought like everything on fibs, support resistance, crypto trading. And I think what eventually happened, you know, I think what happened really with me was because I, I learned and every course that I bought, I gave my hundred percent to. It's not like I just watched it and, you know, ran away. I would give my hundred percent to that course. And I think what eventually started happening was I took of small things from every course and like you know what i mean uh like one course really taught me market structure really well one of the courses that i taught uh, uh took taught me it was a course on trading the one minute and five minute chart now i couldn't make money doing it some people can but it taught me the lower time frames right uh i took a course on fibs i don't use fibs anymore but at least i know them in the back of my head and how they work and things like that um and um I took a course on price action. I didn't really know much about price action in the end, but that's one of the key fundamentals in my strategy, right? Um, and then I took a course on supply and demand, which is basically what I trade now. And it, it came down to me in the end, kind of just like, and the last thing was intuition. I think that was like the breaking point for me. It's almost like, and I, I talk about this with traders in my podcast is like, you know, uh, eventually comes a time when you start seeing things almost like you kind of know your you see a setup and you already kind of know what's going to happen. Sometimes you kind of already like have this feeling like 
That's the one. I know what my A place A plus setup looks like, and if I see that and I'm taking a challenge, I will drop two three percent, and it, and that's pretty much how I pass these challenges. But um, yeah, I think it came from just doing so much. Um, man, I put a lot of time and effort into this shit, so I think eventually. Once I found something that matched my personality, which was supply and demand with price action, no indicators, and a little bit of my intuition, and eventually just finding patterns that I would see all the time, I, f I realized that I can't, I can't be a buyer in the market. I always, um, I'm always shorting the market. So for me, for visually, like I can always see sells really well, and with buys, I do horrible. <clears throat> so there's like things like this that I, I just kind of put together. I had, I had confluences, like I used forex sentiment tool um you know i have a couple other confluences that i use and i kind of just put them together and over time um yeah man it's just uh, that's how my strategy sort of came it wasn't one magic strategy it wasn't like i bought a course and then boom it happened it was like me sm taking small steps and putting in the effort right so when you're if, if somebody's watching this and you're trying to figure out if i if you should buy a course and if it, if you'll if it'll make you profitable it won't make you profitable but it will help you get to your final destination if you really want this bad enough, right? If you really want to make this as a career, yeah, go ahead, buy that course, learn from it. It might be the last one you buy. I bought one course and it was the last, that, you know, there was a course that I bought that was the last course I bought because that was the last, that was the last piece that was missing, you know what I mean, from my puzzle. I pretty much had everything else down, so... I mean, if you're look, if you're buying courses and you're looking for a strategy, there's no perfect strategy. You know, you'll see all these YouTube videos about it. You're never gonna find a perfect strategy. It's gonna be literally hard work and dedication until it works, and you pretty much cannot put a timeline on it. It may take you one year. I've pe I've seen people become profitable in one year, and it may take you seven years. I don't know. I've I know somebody who took seven years to become profitable. So, you basically can't put a timeline on it. There's no perfect strategy. You're never gonna find one. You're eventually just going to find something that works. It's going to be your edge in the market. And then it comes all down to risk management, money management, psychology, controlling your emotions, and really just kind of having an edge every time you're trading, being able to control what you do and, and, and how, kind of how you move in the, in the, and kind of the, uh, the steps you take. Like if you can be like, I became really good at handling funding and because doing challenges. Like that's something I started like specializing in, I guess you could say. I became really good at that. You may become really good at, you know, managing small accounts, but eventually, you know, you have to kind of find your edge and really uh, stick to it and really just become disciplined over time, I guess. Beautiful, beautiful, bro. Thank you for sharing those gems, those course gems right there. <laughs> so thank you so much. Now, I got to talk about this, bro. So you were living in Canada, right? You, your whole family. Now, because of this skill set, because of your consistency, because of you being able to put up results, get funded, maintain that funding, get consistent payouts. Now you've been able to move you, your wife, your parents, your whole family from Canada to Dubai. How in the world does that feel, bro? Because that is amazing, man. <laughs> we just got to pause right there for a second. You literally went from working a job that you were not too happy about. It was okay, but it wasn't what you wanted in life. You went through some ups and downs and you built yourself up. You, you literally transformed yourself into a walking ATM, learning this skill, going through some mishaps, but still overcoming, finding consistency, getting into your rhythm. And now you're at the point where you can just say, you know what? I don't want to live here anymore. Everybody pack up. Let's get on the plane and let's move to Dubai. How in the world, bro? 
You got to talk about that. How in the world does that feel, man? Because you're getting me excited right now just, just talking about it, bro. But you got to elaborate on that. Share, just share with us how that feels for you, bro. Yo, when you, yeah, when you say it like that, it kind of gives me goosebumps because that's pretty crazy to think that um, almost about a year and a half ago, I was like almost dead end stuck at this job. And I could have never even imagined this in my craziest dream this, that, that this would have been possible. Um, man, it was, I can't believe, honestly, I can't believe it. Um, it's just, I can't believe it. I don't know what to say. It was, but I, I kind of always knew I had that belief in myself. Like at that, at one point, you know, I was do or die. It was like, either I'm going to do this shit or I don't know what I'm going to do. I really didn't know what I was going to do. And with this move, what happened was I, I kind of got, I didn't really want to live in Canada anymore because of the harsh winters. And I had come to the point where I was making enough consistent income from trading where I could do a move and I always wanted to move out, um, you know, move, uh, move kind of out of the West side of the world. Um, I'm originally from Pakistan, so, you know, I spent a lot of time here. I go back and forth from here to, and Dubai and stuff. Um, so what happened was in 20, so what, uh, I, I mean, I made a lot of money last year, but then I had made some, made some money this year and I wanted to go on a sort of a trip and I had some friends living out in Dubai and I wanted to go see them. So, um, this was, I, I went to Dubai a long time ago and I didn't really remember it really well. And someone told me that, you know, you should, you should, uh, you should, uh, experience nice things and it's going to make you want to, you know, work harder and stuff. So I, I got myself a business class ticket on Emirates and I flew from Toronto to Dubai business class. That was a game changer. It's um that that was really motivational, you know. It wasn't it wasn't a flex or anything. It was just me trying to experience new things. And again, you'll see stuff on my Instagram. It's 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 really not me trying to flex. It's it was me trying to experience because I had a mentor, like a like a, a business mentor, uh, like a family member who always told me to do these things, right? Like my uncle. And uh, you know, he said you should go and uh, use this money to experience some things in life is gonna make you want to push push things to the next level. So I took I took a big chunk of change in May around twenty five thousand dollars. I took a business class um, a ticket to Dubai. I went there. I rented a, a, a Ferrari. Did a bunch of crazy. Shit. You know, we live. I was in the, like three really nice five star hotels. Spent a bunch of money. And at this point, I actually took this trip because in March, I was like a little bit demotivated. I mean, I was making money, but I wasn't really like enjoying myself. I don't know what to say. It was, I wasn't like super, mo I needed a little bit of boost of motivation. And I went down there and I just saw so many successful people. I saw so much like, not wealth, but it was just like so much uh, like motivation. Like everyone was doing something new. There was new ideas. And I just realized like, yo, there's a whole new world out there of people that are just doing other sh than me. Like if I'm not even close to where these people are. Um, so it just, number one, it motivated the hell out of me. I really love the vibe out here in Dubai. You know, everyone's very creative. Everyone's trying to get to the next level. Uh, and the last, the last thing was the weather, man. I need somewhere warm, bro. I can't, I couldn't do the snow anymore. So I came back from Dubai in, um, in May of 2022. Um, and I was like, I need to make this move happen. I'm moving. I told my family, I said, listen, you know, we're moving to Dubai. And they're like, are you crazy? And I'm like, no, just give me a couple of months. I'm gonna put this, I'm gonna put this thing together. Um, and I just got to work, man. As soon as I got back, I, as soon as I hopped on the plane back from Dubai, I never stopped working. It was just instant injection of motivation. And I, I didn't stop working until I moved here. And then I think I now I need another motivation injection because I need to get back to work. So yeah, it was, um, I can't believe I made it happen, but 
I think it's like, man, once you just get on the right path and you just start following, uh, you just start following what you were meant to do when you kind of, you put in that hard work, so, you know, things just start to line up. And, and by no means is my life super easy now. You know, I still have the regular problems that everybody else does. I still have the that I still go through. You know, I still have problems. It's not like I'm living a really amazing, crazy life. It's just, it's better than what it used to be. Because at least I'm not, you know, I'm living on my own terms. I have the freedom to travel wherever I want, do whatever I want with whoever I want, whenever I want. You know, at least I'm able to achieve that. There's obviously other levels you have to unlock after this, right? Um, there's a lot more financial burden when you do things like moving out to expensive places like this. And, you know, there's, there's lifestyle inflation that comes into play when you start spending more money. So there's more pressure and stuff. And you'll always have, you know, in life, you're always going to have new problems. The old ones go away, but the new ones come on in. But at least, you know, I'm glad that I was able to use trading as a tool to get to where I am now. And I think that's, I think that's what trading really should be used as. I don't think trading is going to make you a millionaire. Like, I mean, I don't think it's going to make you 10 million, 50. Like, you're not going to become a billionaire or 100 millions of dollars through trading. But trading will be the tool that can take you to wherever it is that you want to go and this was like kind of, I mean, this is way past where I wanted to go, but that trading got me here. So, yeah. Awesome, bro. Amazing, bro. Amazing. So I got a question for you, bro. And I want you to answer this with a thousand percent honesty, please. For that person out there that may be listening to this right now, that maybe knows nothing about Forex, right? Nothing at all. Maybe another person is watching or listening right now and they're struggling with Forex. They've blown so many challenges. They've blown so many personal accounts, lost thousands of dollars in the market. My question to you, Usman, and I want you to be a thousand percent honest with myself in the Forex Beginner Podcast community right now. Is it possible to be able to find consistency, to start making money consistently? Is it possible to get to a place where you're managing a million dollars in funds? Is it possible to make five figures a week, five figures a month trading with prop firms? Is it possible to hit six figures for the year trading with prop firms? Is it possible to move your family to your desired location because you have this skill set? Usman, I want you to be a thousand percent honest with myself in the audience let us know bro is it possible uh 100% i mean i did it right i mean uh, th listen there was a time in early in late 2020 when trading was not working for me i tried everything i tried everything bro you don't understand i used to wake up at 4 in the morning there came a time when my family called me crazy they thought i needed to see a psychiatrist or they thought i had a gambling addiction right i tried everything and it wasn't working like it wouldn't work. I did everything. I bought all the courses. I tried hard as I could. But the last thing that I did, you know, that I did or didn't do was I didn't give up. There was just no there was no other option, man. So as long as you don't give up and you stick around long enough, you know, there, I have a video on YouTube called the key to Forex. And this is what I talk about. As long as you don't give up, it's eventually going to work for you. If you ask all the successful traders that you ever do a podcast with or you interview, it all, all of them took three, four, five, X amount of years. Like this is not just going to happen overnight. Don't put a timeline on this. Just like if you have to work a job, that's fine, man. Work a job for five years. Do this on the side. Uh, you know, if, if you have a family and you have kids and you don't have that much time, Give it time on the weekends. Give it that extra time whenever you can. If you do have a lot of time, go all in. But I tried to like balance it where I kept my job so I could have my income. 
and then you know work as hard as I could here. Don't just like I have people who message me that like quit their job and try to like just you can't do that. It's gonna take you a while. I don't know how long it's gonna take you. It could take you seven years. It could take you seven months. But is it possible? Hundred percent, man. I mean, I didn't think I would be where I am today. Like, I wanted to take trading. All, all. You know what? I my first goal with when I first got funded with FTMO was just to get a hundred k funding and make enough money as I wanted to make the same amount of money that I was making for my job, but from trading. So this way, I wouldn't have to work my job. And I surpassed that by like way, way surpassed that. Like, I mean, I, I, and so whatever your uh, end goal with trading is, you can 100% achieve it. If it's, if it's you want to just replace your income, current income, uh, but you want to just have freedom to trade from wherever you want, um, that's 100% possible. I did that. I did a bunch of um, like trading and traveling vlogs on YouTube uh, and I talked about it. I think one of the craziest feelings was like trading from a beach in Cuba. Uh, and I think I made like $7,000 that day from the beach. That was one of the craziest craziest experiences from last year so is it a possible 100 if your goal is to become make millions you know trading will give you the financial and time freedom to then go and invest that mo- uh, the, that money and time into maybe you might have other passion projects or you might have other businesses that you want to start trading can give become the vehicle to you know fuel those things is it possible 100 man i mean i'm not the only person who's done this I've interviewed uh, on my podcast a bunch of other people, man, that, that are really motivation for myself. And I remember to answer this question, I was in the same spot as the person that maybe, you know, like how you're asking this question. All I needed was one person uh, to prove to me that it could be done and I, and I knew that I wouldn't fall off. And um, I think there was like two people, uh, two people that are not really, one, one of them is kind of on YouTube, but not really, but he, he I knew for 100% fact that he did it. And I knew one other person who did it. And I mean, uh, I've, I've shown all my proof on YouTube. I've been interviewed by FTMO, the funded trader program. I've shown all my profit from payouts. You've, like, you've seen me move country. So all I needed was somebody and I found somebody and I knew if he could do it, I'm going to do it. So if somebody can, you know, maybe not me or if they can look at somebody else, I mean, use that as motivation. And basically you can't give up. That's the only time you'll fail. Whatever your dream or whatever you're going through right now, I know, you know, uh, last year was a tough year after COVID for some people. Uh, Next year is not going to be a very easy year for a lot of people with the recession and some of the things that are going on in the world. Uh, But you basically got to keep grinding, keep working and, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, um, man, just keep going. It's going to be hard. There's going to be some really tough days. There's going to be some rainy days. But uh, if you can kind of push yourself through 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 those days, uh, I think there's some good things waiting for a lot of people. Usman, the CEO and founder of Trading LP. Thank you, bro. This has been a legendary, legendary. For the people out there that want to get in contact with you, they want to connect with you, please let them know where they can do that at. Um, hopefully you can leave some links in the description, but tradinglp.com. Um, you can Instagram Trading LP. You can ins- basically find me on YouTube Trading LP. Uh, I'm pretty much on all social media platforms. It's, it shouldn't be too hard to find me. So yeah, tradinglp.com, basically just go there. There you have it, guys. It's your boy Calvin, the new trader, Forex Beginner Podcast. This is our interview with Usman, the founder and CEO of Trading LP, guys. This has been a phenomenal interview. So many gems drop, so much encouragement, so much motivation here. And y'all already know we growing together in this interview 
just made us a whole lot more excited, a whole lot more encouraged, and a whole lot more better. It's possible for us, guys. As always, I look forward to running into you at the bank, but you cannot meet me there. You got to beat me there. When me and Usman pull up, you should already be walking out with your double bag in hand and a smile on your face. Till next time, God bless you. Take care, and I'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace.